Welcome in, fellas. Great to have you back for another night of discussion. It's been a crazy week last week. Uh, had to really let things settle before I wanted to even touch any of the subject matter we're discussing tonight. But we'll get to that in a minute. First up, just want to say welcome to you both. I've had you on here numerous times. I, I feel like we, we're all friends here at this point. We've, we've spoken numerous occasions in different, whether it be on air, off air, whatever. So I respect and appreciate you both for coming on tonight and look forward to your opinions. Thanks, Matthew. And it's good to see you again, Mike. Yeah, it's a pleasure to see you both and to be on. So looking forward to the discussion. Same, same. So if you're not familiar, we got Mark Nelson. He is the creator of XFL Board. He runs that site, does a lot of good writings and publications also. Check them out if you haven't. Then we have Michael Lathrop. He is the podcast host and creator for Player 54 Podcast. Check him out as well if you haven't. If you watch the show, you're familiar with both of these names at this point, though. You have to be. So just wanted to give you guys a proper introduction once again. Thank you. Thanks. So we got some choppy stuff to talk about today. I know last week when things first dropped, I personally, I mean, I was not happy with it. I, I, it was disappointing. I, I did not feel like we got the answers we really wanted. We kind of just touched the surface of what was going on. Um, so I guess what we're going to do first, let's discuss just kind of the recent LOIs and the signings. We don't have to get into detailed players, but I really just want to specify what it means when a player signs an LOI and when they actually sign to a team. So it, it seems like a lot of people are kind of interchanging these terms. So let's talk about that. If you guys don't mind, Michael, I know you talked a little bit more when we first got on about the LOIs. I was wondering if you could share your opinion such like you did earlier. It may not come across good, you know, oh, it's to, okay. Take, take it easy. You know, the XFL faithful. So letter of intent is just that it's a, signing of a letter of intent it is not a contract it is not legally binding so the way i look at it is essentially a way to keep the league in the media and giving fans something during this difficult and uncertain time but these are not actual signings i mean it's no different than a college letter of intent which we see players moving all the time to another university after they've already signed a letter of intent to attend another university. So that's in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. Not, not nothing. I don't don't feel like that's negative in any way. It's just stating that the fact that these players, they aren't bound to this, they can do whatever they want still. Correct. Yeah. I mean, to, to sign a, a letter of intent, they're pretty straightforward. They are as basic of a document not even a full single sheet, right? There are no binding terms to it, no contract terms. So in order for a letter of intent to enter into that contract realm, there'd have to be what essentially are clauses and stipulations that are pretty clear cut in legal jargon. So there's there's no way it becomes like half a sheet of paper that you just sign my intent to play. It's not that... To, to just say it, it's it's a feel good piece of paper. That's all it is. Exactly, exactly. Just wanted to cover that quickly. Like I said, I, I, I gauge a lot of what I talk about sometimes off of what the fans are talking about on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And I know this has kind of been an argument between some, and I don't really know why. I know Greg Parks. He wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, and I mean we shared it and talked about it on the show also. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, just Greg wanted did. to make sure. Greg did. I mean, you have to think about from a player's point of view what the letter of intent means, from especially for a young player, is they it's like a promise ring from a team. It's like, oh yeah, we we're we're interested in you, but we haven't signed you, but we're interested. But with the letter of intent, you notice that they're they come from teams, right? So uh, it's a little bit like a like a like they're interested in a, in a player without drafting them or it's a, they're interested in a player like they've now now that player sort of belongs to that team in other words they're um they're they're betrothed to that team so if they want if that team wants to sign them they can sign them but we haven't hit that level that spot yet where they're going to actually sign anybody to the training camp which would be the what the player is looking for is to be signed to come to training camp right Yes, sir. And so I wanted to note that also because from some of this information that was leaked, it kind of changes who may be available for those dispersal drafts and such. So I really wanted to note that also the LOIs and the signing are completely different. Yeah. Recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> and if, have we seen any letter, any player that's been given a letter of intent, have we seen them being switched to another team yet? Maybe they have. We don't know. Like where maybe the Battlehawks exactly. gave him a letter of intent, but maybe we maybe now another team such as the DC Defenders now has them their property. Um, it's it, I, mean, I think a lot of this stuff is can be happening behind the scenes, and and I think that the XFL transactions page is uh, tries to keep up with everything. But you know what? Um, I've got a feeling the person who runs that web page has a hard time keeping up with all the stuff that's going on because I, I bet you they, they're not fed all the information. That's my thought. That's why things kind of appear they're late sometimes and sometimes they're missing. So it's a good page. I'm glad they have it, but I, I, I see the XFL having trouble keeping it, keeping it up to date. Same, same. Um, I just wanted to note that also, if you want to keep up with USFL signings, you have to go to foxsports.com, hit USFL, and then you'll get to this page here where mm -hmm. you can click an individual team mm -hmm. and look into the players that they have. Yeah, it's a little bit more mystic mystery yeah. to do that. And that's basically unless you're keeping up with like someone on Twitter that's a USFL cover guy or girl, um, it it's you're gonna have to look at this list to see who's been added and who's not. And, and is, it up, little, is it up to date? It is up to date. I looked today and at least the gamblers are up to date. Okay. As, well, that's good to know. In Mark. So that's, that's, that's kind of, I, last week I was curious where I could find this. Cause if you, if you look at the, it's the USFL.com, they have something similar, but they don't update it. It's a dead page mm -hmm. now. So that's, what's curious to me. I just wanted to note this. All these links will be in the notes guys. When I post, mm -hmm. if you want it, uh, just, just for your own purpose. But yeah, moving forward, just wanted to note that for everybody at home, where to find those and what what they mean. Uh, it's nothing crazy, but I feel like the fans do need some kind of understanding. That we don't have much clarity right now, but the things that are clear, no, we I, should really hold I on. Bad. I, I feel bad for the players because I think the players probably have <clears> – they don't have any more clarity than us in some of these things. Exactly. Yeah. That's – Super unfortunate too that all of it hit right before the holidays. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Michael, you got anything before we move forward talking about a different subject? 
Well, when I look at this LOI and the USFL player signings, it, it's I know it's business as usual until there's a new entity, and that's what they're working towards. But it does kind of seem like USFL is taking care of business. Like their teams and those rosters are actually set up as if the season is just around the corner, which it is, if you really think about it, folks, mm-hmm. where the XFL teams seem to be a, a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Sign all the letter of intent you want. We saw a lot of teams even releasing players like Trey uh, Watson was released by the Battle Hawks, and he was very public about it. So he wasn't the only one. There was a whole slew of players. It just seems like the XFL teams, because they're not signed con- you know, to a contract, seems like the XFL is kind of in limbo that if these players wanted to sign with a CFL team or elsewhere, that becomes a binding contract where this one's not. So I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but it just when I look at this, it's weird how one's camp went and just got contract signed. And I understand there's a difference between a union and non-union between the two leagues, but that still just seems like, okay, the USFL players that have contracts are kind of in the driver's seat. It, that's just the way it looks. Depend. It doesn't matter what team you're on, whether it's your team surviving or not. It just looks like those players are in the driver's seat. I just, I just have to say that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, it seems that way. Very much so. And then you know, you saw a few XFL players got released that were studs, and I mean, they they were swooped up very quickly, uh, re-signed to different teams within the XFL. Don't want to hit on that real hard, but just want to note it. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, it, it, it's important to remember, like I said, the, the facts of what's going on, the things we can really hold on to that's real. You know, that, that a lot about what we're about to talk about now, we have two different sources of information <clears throat> that some of it's kind of redundant on each other. And as well as it, it just seems like it's coming from different parties. When you read the, the messages or whatever you want, screenshots, whatever you want to call it, it this this information these past this past week was probably the first time I've legitimately been disappointed in XFL in general. I mean, it it, it was a rough one for me personally. Oh. It, even like preparing for the show, man, I spent so much time gathering every single piece of data so that we have it just to have it. It's gathered. It's in one place where everyone can look. Are we ready to get dicey here, fellas? Yeah, bring it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, so last week, our first uh, big rumor leak came out. um, What day? I believe it was Wednesday, if I remember correctly. Uh, The 20th, if I remember. Um, That came from Scooby Wright, and he's a linebacker for the USFL. I'm going to pull this up. That was a fun one. Yeah, this one was and, real and you, fun. And you know what? Was it was it real? Yes, it was real. Was it a, a snapshot of a, a in time? Yes, it was a snapshot in time. But it was from the USFL PA. So, and as we already talked about, USF, USFL has sort of got their ducks in a row on this. So that's probably, as far as I'm concerned, that's all real, and it's probably still valid. Yeah, it looks very real to me as well. My thing about it was initially was I didn't want to run with the information immediately. You know, Mm -hmm. personally, I felt like we should have given these leagues time to actually give us something concrete that we never got still. 
Yeah. Um, instead, we were met with more leaks to to talk about. One thing I want to mention about this is if you go down into the comments, do you see Boogie Roberts down there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. is a player rep from the union, from the, the USFLPA. So it's not just that a player is sharing something that he claims came from the USFLPA. There's a player rep in the comments not yeah. claiming it's BS. So yeah. well, and that, how, that goes how, to show would, you just what it has, what it is, right? How would that ever be BS? Like Boogie Roberts is going to put together something that's so official looking and say, yeah, let's let's fool everybody. Yeah, right. That's not going to happen. That's real. Um, the only the only thing is it might not be valid anymore. But as I I think it is valid. I think it's. Uh, I don't think. Well, before. Said, since we're on this subject, I mean, before we actually discuss the information, what got me was how, I mean, immediately, I, I think within the next, within it was posted and within 20, 30 minutes, we got this tweet from him. Scooby. Let me zoom in. Yeah, he's messing around. Yeah. So, no, nah, this is fake text. So, oh, April Fool's. Ha ha. So, I'm yeah. sitting here like, what? Is this, is this legit? Is that, no, he's, he's messing around. When your when your first name is Scooby, you get to mess around. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Uh, maybe maybe he was maybe he freaked out a little bit because he was getting a lot of attention. I don't know what he expected, but he was getting a lot of attention from that from that tweet, wasn't he? Oh yeah, no doubt. And, really and, and a lot of people were were asking him, "Is this real? Is this real?" And he was so. This is him saying, "Yeah, well, well." How many times have we seen on the XFL front somebody put something out and it's deleted? Yeah, because yeah. we know, and I can say this: <laughs> the XFL is so much more tight-lipped and so oh, yeah. much driven yeah. through, even to get media mm -hmm. uh, access to players, coaches. It's all needs to go through the communications team. Yeah, unless you somehow are, you know, fortunate to somebody's just gonna give you a pass and not squat. But I know a bunch of people have coordinated things directly, myself included, directly with players and people coaches and then in the last minute the down. thing has been shut down because yeah, the league told them that they did not give a proper approval and then the league's response in an email would tell me that it is something where we will have to coordinate this at a future date to make sure that it works for the player and like well we have the time that was going to work for the player it is set i but can't get the blessing so yeah I you think, know that's that's a good topic too mike because we we've, we've all seen it. in fact matthew saw that at least once that he told me about yeah. I saw it a couple times and like my little brain is saying, I wonder if they're going to switch staff in that when they merge. I mean, I wonder if there's a staffing shakeup in that area in media relations. I'm let's sort of uh, hoping. I'm sort of hoping. But <laughs> I mean, from, from my understanding, unless you're really plugged in the USFL, the XFL was a lot more media friendly in general. We had a lot more access to info, videos, pictures, you know, whatever, but I didn't work with USFL, so I can't speak uh, definitely yeah. on that. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to just also share without going down. I remember when I got the cease and desist on where I had to change my show name. So, Matthew, I don't, I, good for you for being able to stick it through and yeah, well, they, XFL inside. But I'm just saying, that's how what's, strict what's the, the XFL has been. What's the deal with that? They went after you, but they didn't go after anyone else. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, yeah there's, did. there's multiple shows that, that did switch because they received yeah. the same thing. I can't tell you if everyone. All right. Followed I mean, through. I wasn't aware it's of that. Called the XFL's bluff, but I know of at least two other shows that did switch their names. Yeah, and that happened during the 2020 season too, right, Michael? No, 
2020 gotcha. season. Nope. Gotcha. I, I heard one other person had uh, been contacted, but I, I don't want to go down this world of speculation because I can't tell you for certain because I, I, I didn't run into that. This is a good point. Well, you know, 2020 season had a, the media relations people were um, at the at the uh, at the head office were very friendly. Uh, well, not friendly, but very um, amenable. And I was told specifically when I asked whether they were going to respect um, sites like XFL board, and they said yes, we that's our we're going to do that. And there was there was a, actually a conflict that I encountered in one of the teams. I won't mention any team names at this point in time. And I contacted the head office, and they said, "You know what? We'll sort that out." And they did. It was sorted out. And the person that needed to get media access got it. And the, I'll I'll tell you what the problem was. The problem was the the writer for for the team that was writing for XFL board was a 17-year-old high school student, journalism student, or going into journalism at university. They didn't want to accept that person with media rights. And I contacted the league, and I said, listen, this is a young journalist. He wants to write about your league. Why don't you do it? And they said, yeah, we're going to do that. So they were very open. And I, I, I can't see that happening with this current XFL. No. No. You know, that, what I'm what I'm speaking of too is that I don't want to I don't want to talk about anybody, but I know for a fact that these people were told to change their name during that season. Okay, well um, I believe that because I know Mike changed his name. So yeah, so I mean, that's why I don't want to I don't want to talk about him or bring him up or make him look bad or anything. But I know well, I, I was told personally that you know they told him. But here's my thing too: it's like me when doing this, I don't make any money. I don't go bad bashing XFL or any other leagues. I'm here to present information. So I feel like that does make a difference in things, you know? You know, not one anyone in this, in this chat right now is making any money off the XFL. I'm pretty sure of that because I know, I know my situation as well, but I think what don't, I think what happened, I was having a think about this, Mike, after you changed your name and I'm thinking, I think they're afraid of Mike, Mike's podcast taking away from their plan to to um, to monetize the content from the league, not just they wanted to monetize the league play and the football side, but they wanted to monetize the content the league did. And I think they were afraid of some confusion if there was other shows out there that were called XFL this and XFL that. And I think that I think they were ridiculous, frankly. Yeah. Well, I. Mark, to add to that, I think a lot of that played or a big factor that is tied to the Walt Disney Company's exclusive broadcasting uh-huh, uh-huh. in digital. If you go back and you read that press release, I don't know how much of it was really the XFL. Let's be honest, it could have been Walt Disney, ABC, you know, yeah. ESPN. And it was FX. in the contract, you think, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, the way it was worded on the release when they announced that while Disney Company had the exclusive broadcast rights, mm-hmm. that kind of maybe it was more tied to that. And you know, not to keep going down this, this rabbit hole, but we know there's there's a lot more investors into this current iteration of the XFL that's about ready to become a new league. So it's not just Danny, Dwayne, and Redbird Capital. They were always seeking other investors. So who knows who else does the Walt Disney company and I'm not looking for an answer. Does the Walt Disney company own a sliver, uh, a piece of the pie. Right, if that's the case right. that they're just as much invested 
as anybody. So, I mean, like, I get it. And so just not to keep going. So to bring it back to Scooby, and he might have been just trying to save face. You know, I know people are going to read it for whatever they want to read it. But when I see a player rep commenting and isn't shutting it down, um, it's it's Mm. drafted pretty good. And then we saw other statements come out afterwards that are just going to reiterate essentially what Scooby put out there, whether he wants to say just kidding or, you know, JK, whatever. So understood. Well, let's get into it about that. Sound good. Yeah. So the first, the first page of his leaks, I mean, he's basically telling us the USFL had four teams survive for the 2024 season, Michigan, Houston, Memphis, and Birmingham. Uh, it says coaches met today to finalize remaining staff as the Memphis head coach has been named. And that there happened. Will, there will be three. Yes, it did. There will be three phase allocation process going into camp next season. So that's the first step there. And so basically what we see there is we have four USFL teams that survived and they give us those teams. Uh, noting that I want to say too, it's like uh, we saw that that's the Houston gamblers. Yeah. Maybe. We, we don't truly know, but I mean, I would guess since this was a USFL team. He says USFL team, so it's got to yep. be the gamblers. Yeah. You know, so, that's when we, that's when everyone said, oh, Houston, let's throw a funeral for the Houston Roughnecks. I think that's yep. the point. Um, so, yep, yep. And I'll get to some of that as well towards once we get past the, the, the actual breakdown. But yeah, we had, we had a few people that said some things and then even some tweets that were deleted later as well regarding that goodbye or, or thank you. But yeah, so they met, giving us the four teams, and then we roll into phase one of the allocation process. Let's go back. So phase one of the player allocation. Each surviving USFL team shall designate which USFL contract players assigned to that team are designated as protected. The two can protect up to 42 USFL contract players who were assigned to the team making the selection. Within a period designated by the league, each surviving team shall notify each protected player of such player's protected status. I wonder if we'll see lists eventually of those 42s. So so phase one, summing it up, it's it's the player allocation. USFL teams can protect 42 contracted players. So that, that's phase one summed up, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to make sure I had that correct. If you guys hear me get something wrong, correct me. It's, it's oh, okay, sure. I promise. No problem at all. I don't take it personal. We'll, we'll, do, it, we'll do it politely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we like uh, you. Some people, you can't do that politely. Again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on to the next one. Is this phase two? Okay, here we go. Phase two. Uh, protected player, well, player allocation phase two protected designations involving players of non-surviving USFL teams. Following phase one, each surviving team shall have a right to claim as additional protected players up to 20. USFL contract players, which were assigned to a non-surviving USFL team. The league may establish procedures to address multiple claims for the same player. Each surviving team shall notify each claim player. So in phase two, summing that up, I, I've got it. It's surviving teams shall have the right to claim additional protected players, 20, which were assigned to non-surviving USFL teams. Right, and not XFL teams in this case. And 20 plus 42 makes 62, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, just want to make sure. 
I'm going to move on to the next step. Phase three, USFL and XFL to include all non-protected players from the USFL or XFL. Now, I wanted to sum that up before I read it because I, looking at it, it's kind of confusing depending on you know what you're talking about. So yeah, they can now claim anybody from either league, right? Yep, that's what it means. All USFL players on a roster of a USFL team during the 2023 uh, 2023 season who are not protected during phases one or two shall be eligible to participate in a dispersal draft to conduct by, to be conducted by all teams participating in the 2024 season, including USFL surviving teams and the surviving teams of any other professional football league, XFL, that participate in the 2024 season. So on this one, I mean, it, it summed it up. Yeah. So it doesn't go into, like, for the second phase of 20, it doesn't go to how do they do that? Is it is it a draft? Do they go round? Or do they just submit a list of 20 that they like, and then the league decides if there's any conflicts? I imagine there would be conflicts with that many players, 20. So I wonder if there's going to be a round-robin round draft, like they go around like a draft. I'm not sure. It's not really – the details are not there. And I guess well, you, they don't, maybe they don't have to be there right now. Maybe I'm just suggesting that it's pretty basic what we've heard. Well, the details have had to be figured out before it begins yeah. because it's – this is already being scrutinized by every fan. And if they think that somebody claimed their rights to somebody and somebody else at the same time, and then in the end, yeah. who, who got it when it should be just clear cut. So I can't imagine they're that short sighted not to resolve those potential issues up front, but um, things they've done haven't necessarily made sense to date. So, well, they haven't, they haven't really published it. They were only seeing right. this because of a tweet. So, right. One day, one day, one day in the future, they're going to put out a press release. And they're going to say, "Yep, this is it." In the future, that's all in we the future, can say. Future in my crystal ball somewhere, because this is going to happen. <laughs> to me, you guys, I can't believe this is happening. Honestly, you know, I I look, I look back at previous XFLs, and they did. There was press releases between Christmas and New Year's in the past. Understood. When there was stuff to talk about, yeah. I mean, but would we even know this if they wouldn't have leaked this info? We still would be yeah. sitting here arguing about which eight teams made it and which didn't, you know, or whether eight teams made it or twelve. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. So that that's that's the kicker to it. All right, phase three, dispersal draft phase. Non-contracted players who previously played in the USFL and any other professional football league whose teams participate in the 2024 season may be signed by the league prior to the dispersal draft for the purpose of participating in the dispersal draft. And there is a disclaimer. This FA free agent process is similar to how the USFL draft was conducted in 2022. Non-contracted players will have to sign prior to entering the draft. So that's why I really wanted to note the signings, you know, because this is really going to affect who's yeah. on the team. Yeah. Let me see. Let me get this all summed. I got it summed up right here too. So, Phase three, I have USFL and XFL to include all non-protected players from USFL or XFL in their draft. Yeah, okay, that's the better one. There we go. You know what? You know what this all means is that these we're going from two leagues. We're going from sixteen teams down to eight teams. These teams are going to be rich with players. Good for them. I mean, I mean that's the good thing. 
bad for players know. bad for players that want jobs this is the worst it's like it's almost like one of these leagues folding it is it literally is half the players will lose their opportunities yep yep and then from what we've seen from the the pa stuff it appears that pay will not change at all it's going to be similar to what it was yeah we'll get to that too following this um I don't know too much on that. I just want to present the information, like I said. Mm-hmm. But to sum this up again, I just want to say, I mean, it, so this is my proper summary. Sorry, guys. I got so much on this in the banners. Uh, dispersal draft phase three, non-contractor players who play in the USFL and XFL may be signed for the draft for the purpose of participating in the draft. So the, they have to be signed. We know this. That one's a tongue twister. It just depends on what the definition of signed is to this new entity. Are you taking a letter of intent as a signing? Because if not, that means they're going to have to rush and sign a bunch of contracts from these letter of intents for XFL teams. So it just depends on what their definition of signed is. Yeah, because the the first dispersal draft, I mean, according to our next state, I mean, we're supposed to have something happen tomorrow. So what? We should have a massive amount of information come out tomorrow. If yeah, this is about how will how will that come out if it happens tomorrow? And and there's I think there was something tweeted I saw today, but I don't know how official it is that they were pushing that back. But well, maybe the the tomorrow date was only a, a rumor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I said just in the the piece of information we have, I have seen what you had as well, but I didn't want to I didn't want to present that info because I don't. I don't know what that's from. Who put that out? Yeah. Where you know? So I didn't really follow that too far. So the, I just so the, what we have here. The rumored XFL procedures are the similar, very same as the USFL ones that we saw. They're similar. Yeah. Some of the numbers are a little different. I feel like, but they're very similar, and you get a I, little bit more details. I think the league's gonna have to do something and say these are. They're gonna have to release those lists of forty-two for all eight new teams like the the, the four USFL and four XFL they're gonna have to say these are the 42 protected they're gonna have to tell us that whether when they tell us that I don't know I wish they would do it as soon as they get it but I'm not so confident and then and then I think you're gonna maybe see on the trans XFL for the XFL anyways the transactions page is going to be flush with transactions that the next day like these are now it'll be those 20 the 20 that were signed in the phase two and my thought is every every x in the xfl side anyways is what i'm thinking they all know who they want already they've already met the the teams that are surviving they've already met they've already got their big whiteboards going they got full of names and they're pushing them around and trying to fill spots and figuring out what type of a team they want and they can get have with the players and I think that those whiteboards are full of players because they, they, it's it, they're rich with player talent right now. The exi- the remaining teams. What you got, Michael? Anything? No, I you know I, I think it's been said. Uh, it's just you know to scrutinize the things, but there's just so, you know so much more that needs to be made public. You know, so it's agreed. I mean, we could nitpick it to death and, and i'm not saying that it doesn't deserve to be because not putting anything out there officially kind of leads to that and i'm not mm-hmm. trying to go after the usfl or xfl here are this new 
whatever FL it is going to be. Uh, it just, it kind of gets to a point like, man, do you want a five hour show? <laughs> because Well, you know, yeah, and Mike's right. And you know what? Let them tell us the official stuff and then, then, then get, then you get together and talk about it. That's the real juicy stuff right there. Agreed. Agreed. And the only reason I really want to discuss this and you'll, you'll see, if you look at my Twitter, I posted a statement when this was released saying, Hey, we do not want to discuss this right now. It's not, it's not the time. Right. Basically, well, I'm shutting up then. I was attacked. Well, I got attacked for, for, for being non-biased and choosing to, oh, to, well. to take a high ground. I, I got attacked by another random show that you know, oh, really? I'm familiar with. Yeah. Getting, getting attacked on Twitter? Oh, no, that never happens these days. It's well, like... To me, it, it, it's one thing. I'm not going to talk bad about anybody or say anything negative because that's not what I'm doing on here. I'm, I'm trying to be professional, you know. Yeah. But my thing is, is if, if man, if you really want to discuss something that bad, let's talk for real. Don't comment on my Twitter. Send me a well, message. We'll talk on the people, phone. Some people are very heated about this. They're heated about things in general, but they're heated about this. Uh, players, players, families are very um, passionate about what's happening right now. Uh, so, yeah, so take it as that, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't take it personal because at the end of the day, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I'm not going to be upset. Uh, I just think it, I had to address it in show because I couldn't ignore it due to, you know, it, it being what everyone is hitting on right now. Right. And I, I know this dropped, and we had three or four articles same day, you know, regarding this and speculating that, and it, not from me, but you know, from other parties amongst the internet, and it's like, this isn't, this isn't the holy grail of info. This this is correct and it looks good, but we never got confirmation about how much is 100% true. Yeah. And that's my argument, whether it's right or wrong as a media person or a journalist, whatever you want to be. You, you can't just keep spreading misinformation and acting like it's legit. And, and then whenever the real information comes out, dialing it back or then saying, oh, I was right and told you so. That, that, well, I, yeah, well, we've seen that. That's I know, I know, but I, to me, this is why I got started in this this scheme in this realm of things is because I was sick of chasing that crap as a fan, and it, it's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And I, Mark, that's one of the reasons I found you and Michael, both of you guys. You know, back when I started listening and researching, you guys, you kept it one hundred. You know, you kept it legitimate. Where I'm not sitting here looking at. Uh, eight projected cities for 2025 because of this. I mean, you're giving us real information, real topics, discussing real things that we were seeing. So I, I just wanted to note that because you said that, I mean, it, I really didn't want to talk about this until it was official, but here we are. Well, there's nothing wrong with the way that you are approaching it, right? We talk about being professional and I, I think Mark would agree with me. So one thing, if you share, per someone's report versus you claiming to know it as fact yourself and selling it as fact, right? Exactly. Sometimes I will pick and choose as to what I share in my round of developments on my show, but I do it like, okay, on this date from this person, this is what's mm -hmm. reported. Okay. I'm not saying that it's fact. I'm just saying, okay, this is what somebody did. Now I have to pick and choose what some of that is because some of it does seem completely from left field, right? It just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, okay, Early on, it was easy to like, okay, well, this is the piece of information. Well, as it came out, that kept changing. So I totally understand where you're from, Matthew, and you're right 
in my opinion, for uh, approaching it. Cause you still kind of have to talk about it because you're right. Everyone wants to talk about it and you can't ignore it because then to some degree you're not covering what is out there, especially when a player puts it out or players unions, like these are pretty in the know people when they actually know. So I don't think this is wrong to talk about it from this angle, from this perspective. Appreciate that. I mean, that, that's, oh, you're welcome. That's my testament. And that's why I, like I said, that's why I, I like discussing with you guys, even if we're not talking on the air or whatever, even having like an honest conversation, it, it, it it's appreciated. So thank you both. Seriously. Likewise. Thank you. All right. So we got all that covered. We got phases yep. one, two, and three. Um, it, it, it's pretty, it is what it is at this point. Now, from this, did I miss, I just want to ask before we move on, there wasn't any dates in this besides 2024 season, correct? I, from my judgment, I didn't see anything that noted this date, this date, this date. No, correct. I did not see dates. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that because, you know, now that we're going to head on to uh, Jeff Bidette, his his piece, his leak, you know, we're going to get some dates. We're going to get some actual numbers that are detailed. We're going to see things that are different. So I'm going to pop that up and then we'll go from there. So I want to note too that Jeff did delete this tweet. And Michael, I appreciate you sending me this before because I, I had to use it. So thank you. You're welcome. Greatly appreciate it. Um, let's see. I posted everything to the Facebook just so it's relevant. So if people want to to see it after seeing the show or, or whatever, mm -hmm. you, you know, they can find it easily. Yeah, I saw it pop up in my Facebook and I said, thanks, because I was looking for it. <laughs> it gets hard. to It's hard to find this stuff sometimes. And that's what well, you're a good man for putting that in there. Yeah, we try. We try. All right, so this is the tweet he put out. You know, Jacor Pearson said, need some XFL news, and Jeff Bidette hit him with this. Bam. Ah, uh, yeah. We so had what, two. Where do you think that came from, uh, Mike? That came from an agent, maybe? Oh, that like, could who's, be. Who's sent Jeff but that I mean, thing? here's the thing. If it came from an agent, how many people are in the know of all this information before there's an official right. That just seems like they're opening the doors to so many possible possible leaks right yeah and so you think you would hear about it already from different sources if it was from an agent but so who's it from a coach maybe or that could be there's got to be something internal right there's got to come down to a point that players are asking i mean these coaches have been probably waiting for the uh the dust to settle to find out what their own situations are but all these people are into this for the same reason right mm -hmm. to develop to develop players to let these players have an opportunity to pursue their dreams, right? And when you are coaching these type of players, if you're a director, player, personnel, whoever it might be, you are in this space for the right reasons yourself. Like you build these relationships. Like these are meaningful moments for these people. Like I would assume this came from staff, football staff, not league you know, oper you know, operations front office staff. That's where my now. This is a pure speculation. I don't really go out there, but if, if I had a guess, if this is going to agents, wow, it's this information is okay. out there far too well, much. But it, so, it, could, so it could again, be, though. Who knows? Well, again, Jeff Bedette didn't write this on his own. No. Correct. Right. Right. This is official. Well, it's it's official when it came to Jeff Bedette. It came right. from an official person. 
Exactly. If we could see whose signature was on this, it would really help us out. <laughs> well, that's smart of him to screenshot the way that he did. <laughs> so you don't see the top of the heading of who was the sending party or yeah. the uh, <laughs> the name. Uh, the <laughs> well, that would have been fine if he had. Yeah, that would have been totally fine. It would change the whole. It would have changed the game on this one. But I I took this as being real because um, I can't see this being made up. This is real. This looks uh, very real. Yeah. The only thing about it that I that I looked at and I said, "Well, this is real, but when was it real? Has is this old? Is this maybe a week old? Is it two weeks old? Is it fresh? Don't know. We don't know. Right. Yeah. And and since Christmas and, and it's now the twenty sixth of December, there may have been a meeting today where a bunch of this changed. So we don't know. We yep, have no yep. idea. Fair. Can I ask you guys both? I mean, I know you have some sources within the league, and I, I talk to people as well. I've got a few. And the, the guys that I know that I spoke with did not receive this. Do you know if any of your uh, no. connection sources received this email personally? No, that's why that's why Mike's probably right. It probably came from a coach. So it only – and they only sent it out to the players underneath them. Like it came – Yeah, I, from, I had like, no confirmation from anybody. And yeah. even if that's the case, I don't think – if they did send it or they were aware, I don't know if they would tell me yeah. because they're for a long time. They even admitted that things were very tight lip. Yeah. So the if players, you had somebody willing to take a call, <laughs> they would not talk in text or chat. No, so anytime I've ever had a conversation with a player offline about something, <clears throat> they've already always had me promise that I wouldn't reveal who they were. Uh, same, That's same. Very, I take real pride in that. You know. With this XFL, with the 2020 XFL, I never saw it as much. In fact, I never saw it at all. I had a lot of players talk to me in that XFL. <clears throat> there wasn't trouble. So, you know, the, the other thing I thought of with this is that um, if if you know one of the reasons why this was released. Why, why Jeff Bidette sent it out or why it was shared by and shared to Jakur Pearson was because the players are saying, what the heck? They're going, give us the information. They're, they're not getting the information. So that's why this got out. This is why it was put out because the players are looking for information and Jeff said, yeah, I've got something here. Look at this. Uh, so that should be noted. Now the USFLPA sent that information i'm assuming to all their players in their in the pa the the previous tweet that you showing yes sir Scooby, yep. yeah xfl i don't think they've i don't know what they're sharing with the players i don't think much it, it i think that's a symptom of not sharing much of the players <laughs> yeah I, I agree can i ask you do you guys know that like the usfl guys you know do either one of you know for a fact they received this message as well does it, do you have any sources that you don't have no. to say who or when? I'm just curious. I don't. No, okay. no, not at all. No. Okay. No, no. Just curious. That's that's just the important things to remember. I just you know, saw I, it when you saw it. Yeah, this is the first time. I yeah, saw I just saw it when you saw it, and I said, I said, "Holy, <laughs> whatever." I won't repeat it because there's family <laughs> on this podcast. So I don't know how much family, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. What we got, basically, I took a few things out of this and that I thought was important. If you guys mm -hmm. see anything that I get wrong or you want to highlight to, please just let me know. Don't you're not gonna hurt my feelings, I promise. Sound good? Yeah, you got thick skin, I know. 
All right. So basically from the, the jump, we see the eight teams. All right. We got Arlington, D.C., San Antonio, St. Louis, and then the USFL. We got Birmingham, Houston, Memphis, and Michigan. This correlates with the USFL information released by Scooby. So that I would say it's valid. Agree. Moving on, um, we have the hub that has all eight teams. It'll be in Arlington, uh, similar to the way XFL played. And is I'm, Am I correct on that assumption? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, but the report date for training camp is scheduled for February 23rd, 2024. And this would make sense with their start date. It does. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'd say that that's, that's a valid, valid point as well. Uh, next up, we have a housing stipend. They presented an amount for, so that's $400 weekly. It's not bad, really. I mean, if it, it, in my opinion, that $1,200 a month is pretty good on a housing stipend. I mean, I know that's not, a great place to stay it but it would be 1600 oh I'm, I'm just bad at math mark excuse yeah, me that's okay remember pe teacher <laughs> yeah run laps climb the rope okay i'll be in the office smoking that's i my, know i, I know wait my pe teacher from my my school days 45 times four you know that, that's my <laughs> <type of> stuff. <laughs> all right so next up let's go to game day pay uh, that's looking at an inactive player salary of twenty five hundred per game day play, and then active is fifty three fifty. Mm-hmm. This coincides with what they were paid last year and is the same. Am I correct in that assumption? Well, I'm not sure about that. Maybe Mike knows exactly. Yeah, see, I didn't know either. I, I just yeah, want to don't, throw it out. I don't it's have the number my head. It's, yeah, it's gotta be if it's not spot on, it's darn close. Um, okay. but they they received a bonus for winning the XFL last they year. They did, correct. Yep. So that would be the only omission here, unless that's no longer going to be included. But you would think, why would you take away that incentive? Yeah, because right. certain teams, they made a good extra bonus off of that. Mm-hmm. That was part of the deal, yeah. All right. So that, that that's the, the details of, of numbers and dates and, and teams. But next up, we're going to run into the draft information. Now, some of this is similar to the USFL, if not the same, um, but some of the numbers are different. There's, but there's dates. Yeah, there are dates as well connected to everything here. Um, uh, apparently, 1227, which is tomorrow, is a big day for drops, acquisition. There's a lot of different things going on there that that has to be finalized according to this document. Okay, so well, technically that's happening today prior yeah, to the 27th. Yep, so so the that four, means today by, was a big day. So yeah, by we midnight, midnight tonight, they would have their 42 list, and then tomorrow they would be able to pick 10 more according to this. I figured we won't hear the information until tomorrow is the only reason I said that. Well, I'm right. going to watch my email at midnight and see if they send me something. <laughs> I hope they do. My God. I'll be up waiting too, I promise. No, I'm, I'm joking because I don't expect anything. Is what oh, I'll be up after this. Every time I do a show, I'm up all night. Oh really? I'm ready to go. Yeah, I got the energy, man. That's because you're young. I'll I'll be looking for my. I'll put on my nightcap and get my sleeping <laughs> chambers ready pretty soon after this is over. All right. So draft information: players on the dissolved XFL team will not be able to be released to sign with the USFL team. Uh-huh. The process, as reported, is as follows. Prior to 12-27-23, the XFL teams in the XFL conference will protect 42 players only on their roster. 
They will release the remaining players on their roster, and these players will be considered unprotected players. So there we go. I got that summed up right here. XFL teams protect 42 players on their roster. Remaining players are released and considered unprotected. Now, remember, this is today, if this is correct. Mm -hmm. This has happened already I would get by this time of night. Um, next up, we have the mini dispersal draft. Uh, the four teams in the XFL conference will be able to select 10 players max to add to their roster from dissolved XFL teams only. The four teams in the USFL conference will be able to select 10 players max from the roster of dissolved USFL teams only. Yeah, so only, other- the, the, only the, the dissolved, not the remainder of the 42s. Right? Yep. So, yep. which is interesting. So, the, the, I mean, so the, the, the team, an XFL team is protecting 42 players. They're not protecting the remainder, but the remainders cannot be picked by the other rosters. So, are, essentially, are they protected? I mean, it feels like they're definitely trying to not shift the the power there. Either. Yeah, they don't want one team to max out. And looking at some of these signings, I think some of these teams have already done that, in my opinion. And, it, and the other thing is maybe what they want to make sure that is that the dissolved teams, those players, get a fair shot at getting picked by other rosters and getting a job. Yep. Yep. So. I was just checking the comments. Sorry, guys. I haven't been running the comments tonight. There's just so much information. I'm really trying to have it locked in and say things correctly so we don't look stupid. So that, that, that's my thing. If you're asking a question in the comments, I'm highlighting it, and I will get to you at the end, I promise, once we're done with the conversation. <clears throat> All right. So in the last paragraph of this, or the last few sentences, in other words, there will be roughly more than 260 players from the XFL teams to choose 40 players total to add to their roster on 12-27-23. After this draft date, there will be 220 players remaining that will be rolled over to the super dispersal dispersal draft. So this is the mini dispersal draft. So don't don't get it confused now. It is different. (laughs) 10 XFL unprotected players may be added to XFL teams. USFL teams may also add 10 players from dissolved USFL teams. Is that statement correct, fellas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds to me like this was all worked out. And I think Mike pointed that out, that it's it seems like they've figured all this out. They've discussed all this, and they figured it all out. Um. Well, I want to go back to the very beginning. I know you, you're picking out the things that made sense or jumped out at you right from the get-go. Yeah, go but right there, number one, the new league may be created by the beginning of January 24th. Well, that really has to be done before this draft process, what do you call them, many super protecting players, not unprotected players, the uh, the groundwork, that foundation has to be set before this even happens. It just has to be. I mean, like, so what does that mean? Though, whether, well, whether they announce it is a different thing. But if you are starting this whole process, you've got it figured out. It, it has to be, and you know, doesn't mean we have the answers. I mean, well, what that is, this appears to be what the answers are. But I, what, what I does it mean? What does it mean when they say the new league? They mean they're going to announce that the league is now called something else. Well, it appears that there are two conferences: 
the XFL conference mm-hmm. and the USFL conference. Now, is this essentially the way of calling it the AFC and NFC of the National Football League? So we've kept essentially two, you know, nods to two separate entities when the merge came together, mm-hmm. and then you call it something. But so we keep seeing things floating around of these trademark you know, applications and things that they're supposed to be carrying. So something, right, that seems to be credible based off this new league. So the new league is, what they're referring to there is they're going to rename it UFL or something else because UFL National Spring Football or, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. That's why I skipped that. I ain't going to lie. No, but let's not even talk about that. That's, you know, that's (laughs) the total crock of, crock of, you know what. No, it is. I agree. But I mean, like, I'm just saying it the details have to be predetermined before this has started yeah. so that's yeah, they're, they're behind on that they're, they're, they're just having announced it whatever that is and maybe they're ashamed to announce what they've decided well i, I, I mean know. like hello there's got to be a lot of legal things going on like if they want to use ufl isn't there's some legal things that are i don't think are resolved or maybe they are maybe they're trying to get them resolved like they're trying to get full rights to that name because i don't think they i'm not sure they have it well, I Mark, mean, even you bring up you... a, ve- a very valid point there, and I'm sorry, Matthew. Yeah. The USFL iteration here under Fox did see a lawsuit with the old real USFL people. Right. If It doesn't matter if it was left and you could file a trademark for it. That's essentially what Fox did for the USFL here. Okay. Well, what about and the, 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 the same thing? Is what you're right. Saying. That's so. What I'm saying is, if you come in just because it wasn't trademarked, it wasn't kept up to date, and now the XFL was the filing entity, supposedly, right? Because each of them kind of filed their own. I don't know if to throw the set off or whatever. But if that's the case, there's pending legal trouble there, right? If that's what you decide to go, I'm just saying. Listen, I, I, I'm not trying to go down. Oh, you're no, good, Mike. that rabbit hole. I'm just saying. Man. I think that that's a very valid thing because you don't do any of this unless that's sorted out. That's that I, might be I, one I, of the that might be one of the most mysterious parts about this whole tweet. That first line, and it's like, okay, well, what are they going to do? Well, it's too bad they never said whoever sent this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and looking at this, I feel like this is old data. This is something old. This may be a month old. Who knows? So they, they they decided all this this player I stuff a month so. ago, but they haven't told the players. I mean, until now, I mean, come there's on. probably still stuff locked How evil in. Is that? How evil is that? Twist and 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 roll with. I mean, just like we're talking about the name. I mean, yeah. Even if they do adopt that name, there's still a whole website, social media following, and everything else for that league. That was UFL created. has a website. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. they've got a Facebook following. They've got. Uh, I don't know if they have yeah. Twitter. I looked that for. But I mean, they have all that. That I mean, it, it's still there. Either could way. that be why that they somebody in there they wanted to change the UFL, but they've kind of looked at it and says, yeah, you know, we can't do this. I mean, this isn't working. So let's not. Let's just hold off. And they're holding off. And yeah, what, will they, what will they rename it to? Uh, what was one of the ones that was thrown around? The USFXL XFL <laughs> USXFL, which is. That's a mouthful. I mean, there's, there's the choices are really poor. You know, you know what the best names for football leagues are? The are XFL and USFL. Those are probably the coolest ones out there. So, I don't know how they're going to do this. Mike yeah. G said, "Super casual." I can't even yeah. say that. Somebody say that for me. 
That's a mouthful. It's almost as bad <laughs> as the one that I was. Yeah. But I oh, laughed when I saw that. Uh, Mary Poppins, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Brahma Babe said UDL, undecided league. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's go for it. But I'm glad you pointed that out, Michael, number one and two, because the two conferences is super important if that's the, the structure they're going with. That, that's going to make some good rivalries and good football, in my opinion. Uh, well, what does that do? What does that really do? It guarantees an XFL team, a USFL team in the championship game so that even if your team didn't make it, even if your team is not operating, playing in 2024, you can just root for your team, meaning your yeah. league's team. Be like, listen, I'm in for the USFL. I'm a know, USFL, USFL or I'm an XFL, I'm an XFL person. They've made play. sure that there would be a interest in like, who's winning this championship? Because we know how loud and opinionated both sides, uh, fans from both of these camps are. So I think they were wise if this is, right? I have no reason not to believe this. That this might point. be the wisest thing they've that done. That might be the wisest thing they did, right? Yeah, I agree, yeah. Mark. Yeah, we talked about it numerous times. It, it's almost like a wrestling feel. It's just the, it's, it's the battle of the divisions, you know? It's what we, we need to have some more competition. So I think it's good as well. Sure. The new league and the new league, whatever they call it, will have twice as many fans theoretically. Yeah, right. But <laughs> I know I got Houston fans right now watching this pissed, pissed. I can't give them any answers, and I'm sorry, guys. I wish I could, but it, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, it All doesn't right. look good. It doesn't look good, but I, no, there's nothing official. Well, Let's, just let let you know. Let them put it out official, and they have to eventually. And I had yep. made that exact same statement back in 2020 with the XFL. They have to, or sorry, 2023 uh, is when I, they have to put out information eventually because that they were so late in putting on information waiting for the 2023 season. They can't wait forever. They literally can't. So. Well, especially with Houston. At some point you can't just collect deposits. Yeah. Well, you have to actually start. And where do they play? Tickets. Where do they play? That's like a. Yeah, it doesn't sound good from what I've like heard. And I'm going to leave it there. Houston still sounds to be a mess trying to figure out a, figuring out a venue. But again, that's no speculation, nothing that I know. Yeah, I'm I, just hearing some things I, from some. I use my Magic 8 ball, so I can just ask that. Will we hear about the XFL League in the next week? <laughs> it says details are cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Pretty right. Fitting. It's fitting. That is correct, sir. <laughs> Smart Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> All the way up from Canada. It's the Canada Magic 8-Ball. Yeah, like they're a little different up here. <laughs> they don't work that good over here. <laughs> All right, so let's move back on. Um, the last few cents of this, and that's, this is what I wanted to ask you guys about either. Um, in other words, there will be roughly more than 260 players for the XFL team to choose 40 players total to add to their roster on 12-27-23. After this draft date, there will be 220 players remaining that will be rolled over to the super dispersal draft. And those are just XFL players. That's what I wanted to clarify. That is just XFL players, correct? I believe the way the math is, I believe that's what it is, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought as well, but I didn't want to say that without discussion. That's four teams, four teams here. Yep. All right. 
So that's that's pretty basic. I mean, we got the mini dispersal draft. We've already talked about it, yada, yada. Let's move on to the super dispersal draft. It's got a dramatic name. <clears throat> both the USX, both the XFL and the USFL, and now this takes place on January 15th, 24, according mm-hmm. to this. Both the XFL and USFL will have a dispersal draft consisting of players from both the XFL and USFL dissolved teams and players who were released by the XFL and the USFL teams prior to 12-27-23, the unprotected players. On this date, the USFL and XFL teams will draft 23 players to complete the training camp roster. So this is what we were talking about earlier. You know, that in, in reading this text above, it seemed like the mini draft and the, the super draft were kind of put into one, from my opinion. Here you actually get dates. You get a, disc- a, a detailed description of what each one means and who's in it. Um, but, yeah, there's a few dis- – there's a couple things I'm going to ask you guys about once we get done discussing. But, uh, I mean, what do you think of this information? Oh. So, summed up. Basically, um, it, like I said, it's on January 15th, 2024. XFL and USFL teams may add 23 players from the XFL slash USFL teams that were released prior to 12-27-23. Well, how many so, roster spots will they have left at this point in time? That's what makes me wondering. There's no, there's nothing on here that says what their roster size will be going into training camp. Well, I'm, that must be where we have to do the addition. So if you're allowed to draft up to 23, right, you start adding, um, go to each one of these drafts. You're starting off with 42 players, and then you're allowed to, you know, you start doing the math. I think that's telling you what your your training camp roster is. So 42, now, 42 plus 20 plus 23. So that's 83. Right. So I'm just saying you keep doing it. What, that's what I lot. find interesting is that just this does not factor in anybody. Yeah. From the National Football League, right? Once and the season is wrapped up, they're, and looking, at, that, they're yeah. looking at those guys. I mean, there's players coming out of there that they're going to. That's look where the XFL was focused big time. I know they had their draft mm-hmm. in November in the you know in 2022, in the lead up to 2023. But they made it very clear they had a close eye on all those guys who were practice squad guys, guys that weren't going to be signing features deals and stuff like that. So. They will is leave that, is this number it, or is there X amount of spots for training camp tied exclusively for that? So the, it could be larger than that market. They, they left, they'll leave spots open. In fact, if you remember the draft for 2023, uh, they had the final rounds, so, so a lot of teams didn't draft. They said, oh, pass, 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 because they knew they needed spots for some. They probably had their eyes on the players already that they were looking, they had their eyes on that they were going to put in those spots because they fit into their defensive scheme or their offensive scheme. They were like, yeah, we're going to hold a spot for that. So that'll happen again here. They won't fill up all those. So what that means is that the players from the other XFL teams that have been, that have been liquidated are going to be sitting. Well, when is my name called? And you know what? It's going to be a rough time. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people getting left out. Well, literally half of the players. I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, are going to be left out. I mean, if you're cutting it by 50, it makes sense, though, on that note. And mm-hmm. that's the 
the whole kicker of this is, is, you know, we can deal with that information, but it's kind of tough when you have teams that still don't know if they're going to stay or not. I mean, we, we, we know now we have writing on the wall, but you know, it, these actual players and people that are working this stuff, man, it, I can't imagine worrying about this, especially in the well, holidays. Yeah. And the Houston, uh, some of the Houston coaches tweeted and they said goodbye. They, they said, it's been, it's been a pleasure working for Houston. Um, so they've, basically said they're gone so i mean that's another clue uh right i I don't i don't know if matt was gonna get into that so if you want to pull it you're good it was a little premature but yeah mark's right so keep keep you know sorry to cut you off mark that's fine yeah yeah i'm pulling that up now guys um yeah so mark lillybridge is is the one you know he's the dpp from houston that yeah he made a post on december 22nd and i'll note that he hasn't deleted this either you know it's still there i'm pulling it up right now well he's probably not he's probably not an employee anymore he's probably right so his nda you know once you're released is no longer probably valid whereas the other director a player personnel, which you'll probably get a bit, you know, around to eventually, <laughs> is still under contract. So that yeah, explains yeah. why his was taken down. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I mean, with Dave Bowler, he was one that I was supposed to interview back when I first started this this shindig. And they they came down and said, No, and the approval's not there. Sorry. And I'm I'm not ashamed to say that or, or I don't want to keep it a secret because I mean it it is what it is. I don't take it personal. It, it, but well, that's too bad. He might have been, he probably would have been a good guest if he likes to, you know, he likes to share, you know, likes to talk about what's going on. So, but. So this is Dave Bowler's tweet and he's just basically saying, thanks. Um, you know, good luck and, and see you, see you when I see you. So um, that got says, taken down. I, I never saw that. I didn't know it got taken down. Yeah. He said, been a long week. Wanted to say thanks to Randy, Joey, Larry and Mark, not only rivals, but friends. Also, Coach Hazlitt, T. Buck, Coach Phillips, and Coach Blevins. Thank you and hope you're back soon and best of luck to your players. Right. Okay. So just a note for those that may not be connecting all the dots here, that's the director of player personnel and head coaches of the four teams not mentioned in the email that Jeff Bidette shared. So that would be – the confirmed. teams that are confirming again, yep. matching. That's a way to show the or validate Jeff's information mm-hmm. put out is therefore a- accurate, right? So, I mean, this is just where connecting the dots comes into why you're willing to discuss this because there's just too many avenues of this looking too real to be yeah. false. And, and there's, yeah, exactly. And there's, there's so much to unpack here. Like, oh, Coach Blevins, didn't we just put, give him a contract? I mean, yep. so where's he? How's that going to work out? I mean, oh boy. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, and that's the thing too is he deleted it, so you know, it, it yeah it deleted he for a reason. It wasn't just deleted just because. Yeah, he posted that on Christmas Eve, did he not? Yeah, I believe so. That's a smart time to do it. Like, hey, no one's going to notice this one. <laughs> It was gone. <laughs> it was gone yesterday. I was looking oh, for well. it. It lasted through Christmas. Uh, but on uh, Bridges' tweet, I mean, it, you could tell he's he's. I mean, it. Look at this. If you can't, if you if guys at home look at this tweet, tell me this guy. I mean, he's he's leaving his position. It, it, you have to recognize this. I mean, regardless of what goes yeah. on. Yeah. Well, all yeah, the best. That, that's a farewell. That is. It, yeah. it, Without coming out and just saying, hey, we're not part of this. This is farewell. Where bowlers, you know, maybe it doesn't say 
goodbye, but read read it really closely. It's not just a thank you. I appreciate it working with you. I mean, you got to read between the lines. It is essentially worded as a farewell without saying farewell as well. Because I mean, the best of luck to you coaches and your players. I mean, they, yeah. I'm not. I'm laughing because mm-hmm. he he's wording it in a way, but it still got him in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you can take a lot from that, right? Well, God love the XFL. They they're so wonderful. And one of the, like maybe this is a little off track, but I'm going to throw it out there because it seems to be a good time. Well, somebody contacted me and says, why are they giving letters of intent for teams that are not going to be playing? And I just received there's more letters of intent out this evening just now, and there's some from Seattle. I mean, so somebody was asking me that. Why would they do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because they promised those players they would get a letter of intent. And, I mean, in all these um, draft plans and dispersal, what about the letter of intent players? I mean, where do they fit into that? Well, it kind of comes back to that signed thing, right? When they yeah. talk about signed players, is that enough to get you into this mini dispersal draft, the super right. dispersal draft? Right. If that's all it took, it keeps these players that essentially waited, you know, on their commitment after getting drafted as rookies or mm-hmm. re-signing these letter of intents, hoping to play with an XFL team because they had previously played, right? Because they had a one-year deal. And maybe mm-hmm. it was just in good faith being like, hey, listen, we're going to guarantee you still have your shot. So right, your name so- is still in this pool. So that's where it comes back to that signed. It just, what is their definition of signed for this draft? It isn't a signed contract if it's, mm-hmm. if it's a letter of intent players, but they've signed something. So therefore they end up in this pool I could see it having, you know, it's a little bit more of a slippery slope than just an actual signed contract. But I, that's just right. how I could, I can see it playing out. I, I, you know, you could be very right. In fact, I, 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 I think maybe you're right. But, you know, I implore the XFL to put out a press release and and, and clarify all of that. Just, and not for me, not for me, but for the players, especially the players and their families, because trust me. When you have an XFL website, the families contact you and ask you questions. <laughs> they want to know. I mean, they're they're invested in this. Their young sons are working on a professional football opportunity, and they are totally in, all in, like any good any family is, right? So XFL, the ball's in your court. Get it out there. Clarify everything, please. Yes, please, because people are just running with this information, and it, yeah, it, it, including it's us. almost sickening at this point. If you're a fan and you love this stuff, it I'm not gonna lie, guys, I'm wore out from it. It's not fun, it, it's not a good time. Um, I'm gonna read uh Mark, Mark Lillybridge's uh statement real quick just for the audio people. Uh, he said, Thank you, XFL Roughneck players, coaches, and fans. 2023 was one of my favorite football years because of you. Until we meet again, God bless, peace. So short and sweet, and he included a bunch of pictures there. To you know, it's kind of sappy, but I mean, I, I I spoke with him on occasions in person when I was covering, and I seen him in action. Dude, really loved his job. I can say that yeah. confidently. Yeah. So the XFLs by losing half their teams, they're losing they're losing uh, resources, aren't they? They're losing people that they they that were good for the league. Yeah, he was Houston Roughnecks for sure. Yeah. You know, he yeah. didn't he didn't work there. He was the Houston Roughnecks. So God mm-hmm. bless you, Mark. I hope you have a, a good career and find you somewhere else that yeah. you know, 
utilize we'll you and we'll do see work. you again. We'll see yep. you again somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I guess we've done the leaks. We've talked about the goodbyes. Um, is there anything that we want to note on, on the subjects we've talked about so far before we move on to our last conversation of the evening? All oh, right. Sounds good. It's time to move on. Yep. Yep. And honestly, guys, we're making good time on this. I thought it going to be like a two hour long podcast. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've had some where it, we don't have anything to present and we're still, we still talk for hours. So this, this is really good so far. Well, it's, how do we do it? Like that's, <laughs> it's just, it, it depends on who's talking, who's, who's presenting, what information we got. You know, I've interviewed yeah. probably, this is 38. I've probably interviewed 35. 33 different individuals since I've done this. Maybe a little well, you're bit. Good, you're good at it, Matthew. You're good. You're one of the best. Some people like to hear themselves talk. Some people just mm -hmm. want to say to the points and, and, and clarify things. It, it's all about what it wants. And that's kind of what I like having everybody on. It, it's different. I enjoy it. You know, it, I don't mind it if you want to talk. Let's hear it. As long as it's not inappropriate or just toxic crap, then come on, let's talk. Anyway. Uh, all right. So the last thing I wanted to note, well, I'll tell you what, let's move it back. I'm sorry. I want to talk about conflicting information and implications. So I saw a couple of the numbers here I wanted to discuss with you guys. Did you, did you feel like all those numbers in both statements were the same? There was definitely similar. Like they did. I don't see there was any striking difference. So in the mini dispersal in the XFL, it says 10 players max. All right. And this is one thing I saw earlier. Let me go back to duh, duh, duh. those two, those two uh, uh, information plots of information that were released could have been released at different times. So that exactly the numbers may have changed. Yep. Yep. I just want to note they that they have even changed now. The numbers may be different even now. That's what I want people to understand is, this yeah. information is, is we can pick this apart and analyze it just like we're saying, yeah, yeah, it's correct. Is it? Cause there's some stuff that's different. So here, well, let me pull this it up. could be, it could be changing. I mean, that's well, of course here. Yeah. I wouldn't bet money on any of that information. No, no, no. The actual, the, the basis of the information, I agree that it, it's accurate, but the, the specifics we're looking at some different. So in this following phase one, this is the stuff from Scooby, Wright. Following phase one, each surviving team shall have the right to claim as additional protected players up to 20. All right. So when we look at the XFL stuff. Is that the same? Maybe it wasn't. So the four teams in the XFL conference will be able to select 10 players max to add to their roster from the right. dissolved it's XFL 10. team. It's 10 for the XFL. Yep, yep. So that, Why is that's it different? just one thing. You know why it's know. different? I don't know. No, I don't know either. And I know we wouldn't have the answers, but I just want to re review that because that kind of stuck out to me. I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't pick that up, but I'm glad you picked it up. Man, I looked at this so much that I was blue in the face. I just, really? Well, yeah, I mean, just... your face has cleared up since then. So. <laughs> well, I'm not in Canada where it's cold, remember? It's warm down here. Oh, that's right. Biloxi, right? Yep, yep. yep. You probably got All your right. air conditioning on. Yeah, literally right now. So don't 70. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's only that's that's the only really conflicting piece that I found in this. I, I didn't know if you guys had anything else that you you saw you wanted to highlight or you wanted to talk about in terms of implications also. 
I'm waiting for the XFL to tell us what everything really is. Good deal. Good deal. No worries. Yeah, I mean, it, that's it's pretty similar. I'm just trying to go back through, you know, browse it again, see if I missed anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I guess it's just an official statement. I mean, I don't know how much more variations you're going to hear of that. You know, dates are out. I think we're going to see texts or screenshots or uh, things probably coming yeah. out like, hey, you have been selected even though you were. It might get hot you know, and heavy online. Right. We might, I think, tomorrow social media, if that draft is happening tomorrow and somebody finds out they're no longer, you know, Bidette. Let's use Jeff Bidette. He's no longer a Viper. Now he's a, a Battlehawk, right? It, let's just say if that's how this works you'll, out. You'll see him I, post, he'll he'll post a Battlehawk logo and say, look at me. Right. Finally, you know, I can rest tonight. Now I know where my future is, you know, whether or not I have a job. Like, I think you'll see some of the guys potentially saying that type of things. Mm-hmm. And that is going to start driving this a little bit more. I, I, I don't think there's much time to push this back. And if you did what, yeah. next week sometime, okay. But I think this information's probably pretty solid. And we'll get confirmation one way or another tomorrow if the 27th was a dispersal track. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed, like you guys said, that some of the dates have been moved back according to some of the insiders. But this this is the game we've been playing for how long? Months and months and months and months. Too long. Too long. I, I know Insider, insiders are, have never have been wrong. and They've been right. They've been wrong. You don't really know. Roll the dice. Well, that's right. a, I remember last week, Mike Mike straight told everyone, you know, in, in a, the live that I was watching he there will be nothing last week and we didn't hear anything official last week so that's well there was the insiders had a 21st laid down as a date and that date came and went and yep 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 it just continues on we've done this like i said you guys know Mm -hmm. you're familiar at this point the only difference is the 27th was in that tweet and Mm -hmm. that tweet looked pretty semi-official yeah agreed 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 but then, of that being said, dates change because there's disarray. There is disarray. We know that. I mean, we can see it. Yep. Agreed on all fronts of what you're saying, 100%. And like I said, presenting all this, I just want to get the info out. I don't know. And I know you guys don't either. We're just discussing it as cleanly as possible, I feel like. So I think we covered it then, Matthew. Yeah, I think that's it on that on that front. I mean... We'll probably have a few questions there at the end, and I'll get to them, guys, if you have questions, I promise. But let's go ahead and roll into the UFPA statement and the UF, USFL PA response. It, it's kind of confusing. So we saw that the UFPA, which um, it, it was addressed by Kenneth Farrow and Nick Temple as president and vice president, they released a statement, and I really don't want to read this whole thing. I really don't. <laughs> Well, just I mean, just summarize it. Yeah, you can I mean, put it up on the screen and just let people read it for themselves. Yeah, just summarize it because it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot yep. there. But... Well, I, I honestly, to be I didn't analyze this too much, guys. I was worried about the info that we just talked about. You know, that was kind of what I was worried about front and center. Um, I'm not a, 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 a union guy. I'm not familiar with how things work with a union. So I don't truly know what the heck is going on with all this stuff. I just well, know unfortunately not a lot of people know what's going on because it's union stuff and yeah, it's like okay. Yep. Um you know uh I uh, did you ever see the video that UFPA put out yesterday that 
to where uh, Kenneth yeah. Farrell uh, told us he did a video. Uh, he explained the whole thing, he the whole story, and it's actually quite telling and yeah. how the UFPA started and why they started. And they started to protect players when there was no unions, and they were involved with setting up the uh, UF, the USFLPA in a roundabout way because they got the seal workers involved. But then they lost control of their they had they they were pushed out because well because because they had set up a, a players association, so they were not needed anymore. So that's basically where we're at. They're not needed, but they still have something to say about what's going on, and. The one thing that I'm not really clear on is, well, I mean, there's a USFLPA, but there's no XFLPA. So how are the XFL players protected? Well, they're not. Well, exactly. So, so I mean, just I can tell you from being at the Orlando showcase mm -hmm. here back in October, the UFPA is everywhere. They were right there at the entrance of every player coming in yeah. and out. Yeah. And they made sure they were talking. So they have the same goals and they're still trying to assist in making sure that those XFL players, depending on whatever was going to happen with this intent emergent, obviously now is coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. So they are still grinding on the front of organizing. Now what happens with a merged league? Okay. Cause now you have right to work States, you know, they have certain laws on the books there. You can't force, a, you know, people to potentially join. So this could be very interesting because half the league's going to come with representation. The other half isn't unionized. So I, I don't know how you can essentially force that, especially seeing that Texas is a right to work state and that's where your hub is and where it looks like you're going to have three franchises. So I know that's not necessarily where Matthew probably wanted to go with this conversation, no, good, but just it is very interesting. This is a big, interesting piece. But with the UFPA and the USFL PA, there's a little tick and tack there, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, that's where I think Matthew's going to eventually go when you and probably share the next statement. Yeah, there was a and, tick and tack, exactly. And I'll share. I had, I won't say how many of multiple usfl players dm me on x formerly known as twitter yeah. to tell me when i retweeted the ufpa statement to clarify yeah. they are no longer involved they have no say they haven't been involved in their their new collective bargaining anything so we, i got the listen. same yeah. yeah yeah so i was told and i went and i removed the tweet and that's when i put up a different post just saying okay hey i knew they were involved in organizing i knew they were very crucial and uh and you know instrumental in making it become a reality but it's interesting to be like okay there obviously doesn't matter what pharaoh and company want to elude i don't know how much information they have currently tied to this merger because they don't have xfl ties well apparently they have nothing because that's what their right. is right they don't, they're kept out so I'm just pulling up the statements. No, they're, 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 the UFPA is just is trying to protect players or trying to help. They're not protecting anyone. They're trying to help players who have no protection. And if you look at the what they did for the XFL players after the XFL uh, folded and went because of coronavirus, they helped players. They helped players understand what rights they had for medical coverage after they were laid off. They helped them understand what rights they had for um 
for other other benefits, but they were focused, especially focused on medical coverage, and some of them focused on housing because there was some players that had their families moved, and then they that they wanted to make sure that they those players knew they had the right to keep their their allotments for a while, or there was a certain amount of allotments they get to get their families moved out of the cities they were at, like Seattle. So I mean, they. And of course, they didn't represent those players, but they were advising them, is what they is what I was told. And I said, "Well, thank God someone's advising them," because at that time the XFL had just pulled the rug out because they were basically they were declaring bankruptcy, and they pulled the rug out from all the employees. They were all basically laid off with severance pay. So it's like players too. So UFPA came to their aid now without representing. So. I mean, they're still to me they're they're viable, but but the USFL does not want the U, them anymore. Okay, when, fine. When you say them, you say the UFPA or the USFLPA. Yeah. Okay. The USFL players and the USFLPA do not want the UFPA anymore. Even though the UFPA was involved in setting everything up for them, they're saying, "Yeah, go away." Okay, fine. And these so are the XFL is still those players are unrepresented, so. Well, like every player that has posted or every person that's posted about this, that Kenneth Farrell, Devin Gray, all, all these guys, they're all players, true, correct? Or were former players that, recent from my Kevin, research. Kevin Farrell and Temple were players. Kevin Farrell was AAF and XFL. Temple was AAF. Uh, they were both CFL as well. Gotcha. So, yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into it. What I've all I've been telling guys, people is drama. Well, it, those guys have been around all these leagues, and and if you look at Pharaoh, he was involved in two leagues that that closed on him. So I mean, he has a lot of experience on that case. I don't know why I'm laughing because it ain't funny, but that's right. He's the guy. And if and I implore anyone that's wondering about that guy and say, what is his motivation? Watch his video. It's on UFPA. Yep. Uh, there's a good video he put out yesterday, and it he's very honest and he tells the whole story. And if you want to hear about a football player that cares about players, there's that's the guy. He's one of them. Yep. Just wanted to note that so that guys, this, it is what it is. Follow for yourself. Check it out. Just do your research. I don't personally want to say what's right or wrong, but I think Mark, you broke it down enough to make it where everyone understands. Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. It, it's a complex situation. Things are going to be changing, just well, like think, the murder. I think Mike pointed out that this is this is very complex, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get more complex. Yep, yep. It's going to get dirty once the official details drop on the ground. Yeah, yeah because which is probably why it ta it's taking so long to get an official statement out and all these details. I mean, it doesn't matter what you want from a football standpoint, right? Okay, which teams are in? How are we going to do drafts and stuff? That might be the easy part, but to navigate, you know, the number of people that come from teams that are signed that have, you know, protections, you know, say in representation from a union, because it's very different from players that don't have that representation and those same collective bargaining, you know, protections. So it's it's definitely complicated. You can do the football stuff and be like, okay, we want to play in these eight cities. We want these coaches. We want, you know, that's easy. But to actually navigate the I's, dotting, T's, crossing, all that extra, it's got to be crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. if not, the league could run into some legal trouble. 
Yeah, so, and that could mess yeah. up everything for a season real quick. So everything they're trying to solidify, right? Take out all the uncertainty surrounding spring professional football and creating longevity. Those mm-hmm. a potential looming lawsuit, if they don't get this right, could be the final nail in the coffin anyway. Yep, so yep. I know yeah. there's a lot of eager people and frustrated people. I mean, and trust me, it's not easy. And, you know, like Matthew said, for him or my, you know, myself, and, and I know Mark's probably in the same, but, but this is, this is very real and they got to get this right or else this was for nothing. Agreed. And and the players deserve all the best, you know, these, especially when 100%. you're taking away half the, the, the opportunities, it's, they shouldn't have to debate on healthcare costs and living. I mean, it, they need to get what they need to get to be able to play the game. Don't make it look like a, a, a banana public run league where, you know, we just do things willy nilly. And so I, I like the fact that they are nailing this out before they have put anything out. It, it's just more questions that need to be answered that even if we get the official details, Oh, look, now we got to deal with this problem. This is still here. It, it's just hanging out. So, well, hopefully, hopefully they nail it out. I think they will. It's just going to take some time. And then like, you know, it's just them. It's, it's almost they're, it, they're competing with each other, debating with each other at this point, you know, it's so that's about all I got on that guys. Like I said, I just wanted to cover that and, and just like present more information about that because that was another thing that caused a big row in yeah. the social media world. Yeah. I got, week. I got some tweets pointed at XFL board, but Go ahead and send your feedback, folks. We read every letter, card letter. I'm like Santa Claus. I read all your letters. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah. So, well, that that about sums up our information leak and presenting the information from last week. I mean, I, I feel like we did a thorough job on trying to break down every single piece that we could and discuss it while being realistic and not you know, coming up with some crazy far-fetched ideas. Yeah. You guys got anything else you want to share before we move on to close her out? Answer some questions. We're going to answer some questions first, but I just wanted to you well, know. bring on the questions then. Yeah. Bring them on. And while you're bringing, pulling that up, I'll just say, just try to be patient a little bit longer. Cause I have a feeling you yeah. don't get a statement tomorrow folks. So mm-hmm. just try to be patient. Agreed. It, it mm-hmm. patience is a it's a hard virtue to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually the best way to learn patience is to be an XFL fan. <laughs> spring football in general. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're spring football, but definitely XFL. That's your patience me right there. Yeah. Okay. So here here I'm just working my way up the list I got here. So this most recent was from Demarcus, and I think he was talking about the Houston debacle stuff and i know we we're not going to get too much into speculation but this is something that's rolling around the internet right now <clears throat> he said yeah, the team might simply that. refer to the personnel not the name rb mark thompson said he heard they'll be the roughnecks so basically some are saying that the roughnecks it's, that's a little bit of a bait and switch isn't it like yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh but i mean it is rolling around yeah. and it, they might only thing I'm gonna say about this personally is say you do gut the roughnecks and put in the gamblers and they're still the roughnecks, 
are they really the Roughnecks? I know it's like ordering something from Amazon, and yeah, I ordered I ordered Roughnecks from Amazon, and I got Gamblers. Like <laughs> that's that Chinese made stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's like I did. Yeah, it's not right. I mean, so that, so that's fun. my thought on it. I mean, what do you guys got? I don't, I don't really have. Well, the, Demarcus is right. I've heard that, but yeah, I wonder. Maybe there's some truth to that. I wonder. Maybe there's not. been a lot of stuff come from Mark Thompson. If y'all haven't seen him on Twitter, I mean, he's yeah. he even said that like a lot of the stuff in Jeff Bidette's tweet or leak wasn't true. I'll, I'll bet you the league is considering this, and Demarcus is the guy that already, like, he provided the the data on your yep. previous show where he said the engagement for the Roughnecks is way higher than the Gamblers, and maybe he's right, and he, he has put, put numbers on it. So okay, that's always valid. So it could be Demarcus. It could be the XFL and USFL headquarters. They've looked at your information, and said, "Hey, come on, this guy's got something here." I mean, uh, it's it's good info. You'd hope that they would know that already about the engagement numbers, but yeah, <laughs> maybe they're considering it. Being last place in, in engagements with the, the gamblers, you know, that, that speaks some volumes in terms of, of a 16 team league, you know, that that's rough. So, you know, I, I, my thought is that the way they work is they're going to say, okay, these Houston, you now have, you had the roughnecks. You love the roughnecks. You're going to love the gamblers even more. And they put that into some sort of this media promotion. And then they think that everyone's just going to switch. But uh-huh. the Predator couple, they're avid roughneck super fans. Well, they have the suit. They have the they're costumes. <laughs> players are going to come and go. The roughnecks name will always be. Well, I agree with that. Let me ask you this, Mr. Predator, Miss Predator. If they got rid of old Wade... Would you feel the same if they replaced him as a coach and replaced all the players in the staff? Would, would that be a would, would you feel that way then? Because I don't know. I mean, me personally, that's a different team. But regardless, if they're actually considering keeping Houston and doing something with that, we know that they are listening to the fans. And so that's what I like about it. Well, is, let them know, bring it. The fan direction. Well, yep. yep. They just they, have to look, they said yes. So they're, they're ready to go. They said they, they don't just, care either way. They have to sort out this venue and then go from sorting out the venue yeah. to stop so collecting it's, it's, deposits and actually taking care of season tickets i know it's tough for fans that are bought into a brand right and it's what it is right now because there's two different houston brands and it's what brand stays but if they don't have a venue and they don't start selling season tickets i that's where my concern would be you yeah. got to take care of the bigger issue right now and Somebody's not gonna be happy either way. So, yes. so Houston, Houston fans might be traveling to their home games, and will they? I mean, that might be the reality. All right. So let's just say hypothetically, the venue does not. In an, I'm not trying to go else, but I'm just saying hypothetically, the venue doesn't get taken care of, and they play home games in Arlington. Yeah. I mean, then does it matter if it's a Roughnecks or Gamblers? Mm, Are those? Right. So I'm just saying, like, if they don't get the venues taken care of, now it's easier said. By someone like me that's obviously sitting in Florida. Okay. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. But, I, team, yeah. I, but this is also coming from a guy that looks like my team is out. Right. Mine so, too, I'm, I'm, Mine okay, too. so I'm just saying, so I, they got to take care of that type of thing. And I know it's always, you know, that's the biggest debate going back and forth. But I'm like, hey, until you got a venue locked in and they're starting to sell tickets, it doesn't matter if it's a rough next game. I, that's just how I look. So, to yeah, me, I just think it's, it's a bigger problem. And the right. rough gamblers would be a good name, but that's that's actually the nickname I have when I go to the casino. 
<laughs> hope you win some then. No, no, no. That's what I like. Yeah, I lose all my money, so that's a rough gambler. Sorry. That's so funny. I already have a trademark on that one, so they can't have it. That's so funny. All right, so I guess since we were already on uh, the Predator couple, we'll just hit them again. And they said, is it going to be the Roughnecks or the Gamblers? I mean, I'm not going to speak on this any more than I have, but I've shown you what I think, and I've presented my evidence for the, the past two shows um, of what's happening. You know what? XFL surprise us. Please XFL do. surprise us. Just, yeah. And be the, and make this, X, I shouldn't say XFL, XFL and USFL surprise us and make this decision to be the most wonderful thing we've never even dreamed of. It's, yeah. What if, what if it's a rebrand? Yeah. What if it's yeah, like a, like a third name, like a new name. Well, let's not start that rumor, by the way. No, 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 no. It's right. This because we <laughs> people are going to be we, calling me. We are not me out. those people. We are not those people. So I mean, but I'm just saying. There's just to me the venue, right? And I, I don't want to keep beating that dead horse, but it's just I know, and I know everyone has every right to feel the way they do when it comes to their the team they want it to be. So I, it, I'm yeah. just going to leave it that way. Understood. I, I, you know what, roughneck fans, I'm all behind you. Should be roughnecks, but that's yeah, that might not happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's why I was telling you I was kind of salty about it. And Michael, you're in the same boat. I mean, that's your team potentially gone like mine. I mean, it. I've I've really had to stand on the outside of this and stop being a fan. I've really had to pursue this as a hundred percent media, uh, just because to keep it where I and being productive. You know, we're we're getting. Instead of trying to argue to keep my team, let's let's just keep on rolling. But you know, yeah, I, I'm the same as you, but I, I I don't mind being salty about it. And you know, when I saw that when you had Demarcus on and I watched that show, I was like, yeah, that right there, that's it. But no, I mean, Demarcus was right. Yeah, agreed. And I hope he's happy by me hearing people <laughs> say that he's validated because he was right. Oh, he's a good guy. He's whether he whether whether that means anything or not. Well, of course he's. I'm sure he knows that. He provided a good uh, background on why it should be the Roughnecks. I think he did. Agreed. Thanks agreed. Mar- Thanks to Marcus. Yeah, he really tried to take good it. Work. And look at it from a a data perspective. And, there, and there's a petition. I signed it. I think there's uh, there was a thousand names on it. Maybe. Yep. Yep. When we when they started it, when I started trying to advertise it for them, basically as well. Yeah. I think it had like 90 something signatures, maybe less. That's how, that's how I found out about it is by from you, by the way. So you, yeah, I've you shared know, you've, been doing, you've been doing your job of getting that out there. I appreciate that. I tried, you know, at the end of the day, just saying I, I tried is, is, is what I can do. But, right. and, and to, to be frank with both of you, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to going to Memphis now this year. I've, I've already kind of set my sails, I think to, to rolling mm-hmm. on to the show boats and checking out the Liberty bowl. Cause that, that, that's another home to me as well. So, well, that's that's a cool venue too. It is. It is. Yeah. All right, let's go into some more. Mm-hmm. So, Brahma Babe. So, Brahma Babe, or if you're still watching, I'm gonna click your question. I may need some more details on what you mean. Has that gone to the wayside? Pulling from the NFL because of these mini and super drafts and other stuff. So, I believe she was referring to when we were discussing uh, when they are picking up free agents or, or whatever they want to call it or unprotected players, the minimum spots that they had available for these guys from the NFL. 
Well, right. It, it just comes down to is the math that we're putting together, is that the roster for camp or is there an extra five, an extra 10 for those people, practice squad, guys decide not to sign NFL features deal, right? So, I'm, I mean, again, details. So the league yep. shares it with us. We don't know if that's really just limited because it is a heck of a pool. You know, you are literally cutting one entire league out by only mm-hmm. having eight teams. Again, if what we see, the information that's time and time again, confirming one way or another, I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe they're just worried about getting through this year. I think it'd be odd because that's too much talent, like the higher end talent that you would not take advantage of to make sure you have the best league possible. There could be, there could be, if you think about it, these teams are going to be distilled. So they're going to be stronger because there's, they're distilling, uh, two leagues into one they're the best players are going to end up on the 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 teams and then brahma babe is right they will look at those nfl cuts and they will hire they'll call up some of those guys because why because they're good so they're going to want to every one of these teams these eight teams in the new league are going to want the best team possible of course they do that's always what they do so they they're going to have fun time putting together teams this year because they're going to have lots of players. Yep. Yep. We should see some good football. There's no doubt. We should see some good football. Yeah. I just hope that we don't have two stacked teams that kicks everybody's ass. And then we, we, Nobody we wants kind of get bored, you know, throughout the season, you know, a couple stacked teams that win all their games. And then one team that just hires a quarterback three games left in the season and wins it all. Oh, we just did that. That was good though, you know. Those Luis Perez, Luis Perez, what a hero that guy is! I mean, come on. Yeah, he's a stud, stud yeah. for sure. Yeah, Mister. He doesn't say much, but when he 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 does all his talking on the field. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. So Brahma Babe had another question. She said, "How's the vibe in O Town with the Guardians fans, Mike?" Well, I was part of launching the Neon Green Mafia show. And that's on hiatus for a reason, because it's not good. And uh, it's not just information-driven and the lack thereof. But, yeah, I I think it's, it. it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's sad that people organize a tailgate for a showcase and starting to grow something. And it just kind of gives a point where – in this is where speculation probably didn't help too much and it's where you know that's what a lot of people start to hang their head on and i'm not blaming anybody you know it, it is tough to try to do something and and remain positive and that's no one wants a show coming out just to be negative and it, maybe some people do enjoy that that's i don't think do. of, i don't think a fan base that's wondering the, how their their team is gonna fare in a merger I don't think those are the people that want to hear that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, I unfortunately it's, it doesn't look good. I think the fans just they'll say, "Okay, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know, shame on me." Seattle, same thing. Seattle, their loser team. I noticed that they put two on their roster tonight on the transactions page, but they are that team's gone. A lot of fans there and. I mean, so the the XFL USFL merged is basically saying, yeah, Seattle, you don't matter. 
and they're saying it to Roughneck fans too, by the way. I think we already covered that. But and then um, Orlando, right? They're just saying, yeah, you guys don't matter. Well, if they go back, let's say they go back to Orlando next year, what will happen, Mike? Will the fans come back? Well, I I think that's a big problem they had this year. I think it is having it in 2001, losing that the rage. Orlando. One season, right? Yeah. And then in 2019, right? They go to Tampa. 2019, you had a team, you lose it. But then, you know, 2020, you had Tampa, five games, right? Just if you look at the market, right, not just Orlando, but you just look. They've never had a team more than one season. So here you are. The Guardians are back here in 2023. And if they do not make it, right, as everything indicates it's not going to happen, how do you expect people to keep turning out? There's a reason. In twenty in two thousand one, you look at the, what the rage average doesn't matter yeah. if it was heavy in the earlier games and it dwindled off, but their average was ridiculous. Was it yeah, 20, they, 30, almost thirty thousand people, whatever? Well, look at AAF. They started looking pretty good, right? But after a while, it's no different than looking at San Antonio. San Antonio's average attendance this year with the Brahma was nothing compared to what the commanders were from the AAF. There's only so many times you can have that rug ripped out from underneath you that people, not some are going to buy in because they're just that loyal. They want their team so bad. But some mm. people are just like, you know what? I just can't keep doing this. Yeah. There's so many, too many other options on television that. for sports and stuff. So, I mean, Houston, you still have the Texans. They finally have a good year. They have, you know, a new quarterback. Stuff. But I'm like, there's some. Seattle still has the Seahawks. I mean, but there are markets that do not have that, and th- that's m- a big difference. And I think the powers that be, whether it's the XFL ownership, whether it's those at Fox, if their goal is to come back in 2025 with teams, I I don't know if they're really being honest with themselves as to how, what damage they're doing. And this is, it could be speculation, but I think the numbers are speaking for themselves when you keep one entity after another, just keeps ripping that rug out. And I could be wrong. Maybe people come back, but it, the, the feeling with people here in Florida surrounding the guardians, I don't know if you get these people back, even if it's a hiatus move. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Understood. Appreciate the honesty. And I mean, that, oh, yeah. you can tell that comes from your heart, man. That's not something you're just saying that it's a legitimate you know, you can tell you've thought that out. Something you really had to uh, piece together, and and, and you know, well, it's right. hard not just, to be negative. It's life. When you're it's living play. it, right? Yep. It's it's not like just letting an emotional response come out yep. when you're talking to multiple people and when you start analyzing the history. I mean, I, that's how I try to approach my show with anything I do. Well, that's how I try to approach life. You know, I, I'm a business professional. Anything I do in the business world, whatever, it just. It's got, man, it's not just, you know, wear my heart on my sleeve for my team on game day. This is, you know, I'm very involved. I tried, I was involved with the fan fest when it launched off. So I, I got to know so many people that are not even tied to podcasts. So I think I have a good feeling and it's not good. Yeah, it's just stuff. Understood. Understood. I don't want to close out on that. So we got to ask. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to, to, to <laughs> here. I'm right there with you though, bro. Uh, believe me. It's. To, to this show tonight, believe it or not, was probably the hardest show I've ever done. Just because being able to do this and, and not speak what I really think about it, because it's it's irrelevant what I think. 
It, I mean, it, it, well, it, it matters, but then again, it, I can't get on here and complain for 30 minutes and then hope that's going to make a change. Basically, you know, we just, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know why the XFL and the USFL decided to do this, but I, that's my initial response. But then I thought about it and I said, you know what, you know why they decided to do this? Because they got tired of competing. They said, we're just beating each other up. Let's just join forces. We'll be twice as strong. And this is, I think that was their thought. But, of course, I don't think they consider the fact they'll be twice as strong. Yeah, but will they be because they're losing half their teams? Maybe they won't be twice as strong because they're they're ignoring certain markets now. But I don't know if they thought that part out. But I think that the, the money, the people that provide the money to those leagues said, yeah, we, we got to share the weight of this. This is, you know, this this is we're just fighting each other. So let's share the load and let's pool our resources and let's make one league. And I think their thought is, okay, we'll cut the teams because we have to, but then maybe we'll expand. Maybe we'll go back to Orlando. Maybe we'll go back to Seattle. Of course, we just already talked about that. Maybe the fans won't be there. It, it might take longer to build up those markets. Uh, San Antonio, I think Matthew had, I can't remember who it was on your podcast, and they said the problem with San Antonio, difference between AAF and XFL was the AAF did marketing and the xfl didn't did very little marketing so hello that's already been admitted by the xfl that they failed in, in investing in marketing where the aaf did it all and and filled they definitely put more fans in the stadium didn't they in santa Antonio. yeah they came with a, a swagger aaf came with a certain uh, yeah. vibe and it, it held itself well very unfortunate yeah. what happened with it's it. unfortunate what happened because that you know that could have been the league. That could have been the, the spring league that succeeded. But, of course, then <clears throat> the money wasn't really there. That's the problem that they had. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Can you imagine going through all that with uh, inflation and such as well? Say the AAF did survive. Like, would they be here now? Probably not. <laughs> you know, and, and if and if the coronavirus never happened, the XFL would still be running, and Vince McMahon would still be investing money because he's too dumb to know when he's losing money. I think he would still be pumping money into this league. And if he would have pumped, frankly, my thought is he would have pumped enough money into it, it would have succeeded. And then he would have agree. Then his investment would have paid up dividends, and he would start getting his money because he would have sold um, franchises, and he would be raking it in. I think, but <clears throat> coronavirus, his 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 whoever his financial advisors are were smart, and they said, Vince, you got to get out of this coronavirus. Is we don't know how long this is going to last. Could last three years, and it did. You might you might lose your you might lose everything from this. So get out. So he did. But I think if he would have, because they had the right, they had the right uh, formula, they had the right formula, they had the right people. I'm very much convinced the XFL 2023 doesn't have the right people or didn't have the strongest people that Vince did. And even the XFL in 2023, they admitted it because they said we did not do the marketing properly. We don't spend enough money. And then they laid off all the mar a lot of the marketing and ticket sales people because they said they they didn't do basically said they didn't do a good enough job all right so they admitted it fine so you make that's just it you make mistakes you correct them that's good in business right but i don't think xfl 2020 had the right people they figured that part out because they were selling tickets they were selling merch they were selling 
they weren't getting the I guess they made no money from the broadcast, but they were going to. And they had Fox. So it's too bad that that league failed. It's too bad that let the coronavirus happen. I'm sorry. Somebody sneezed, some monkey sneezed on somebody, and then this all happened. No, don't do that. Don't let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say it's like it's like the butterfly effect. Somebody went back in time and killed the butterfly, and then uh, everything changed, right? It's like that. What if what I if agree. coronavirus never happened? You know, changed it for everybody, whether it was what if sports, it never happened? normal because people, work, whatever. Well, guys. Yeah. I'm going to wrap it up, I think, with that. I mean, is there anything else you guys have or want to say before we let you go? And then I'm going to close out and end it up. No, unless we want to go down too many rabbit holes and we could be here for another three hours. Yeah. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of multiverses we haven't covered. (laughs) I appreciate you guys greatly for coming on. This has been a really good conversation. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Matt. I can say, you know, it's. I was really concerned about tonight, but it went well. You both are professionals, true and through. I look forward to seeing where you guys land too with all this stuff, and yeah, you know, where we yeah. all come out on the other side. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll whatever happens, we'll do it together, uh, Mike. It's nice, Amen. it's a pleasure spending time with you as well, Mike. Thank you. Likewise, agreed. Mark. Agreed. Thank agreed. You, Y'all come back anytime. I got your socials rolling at the bottom. If you want to tell the people where to find you, feel free before you roll out. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, Mark Nelson. I write for XFLboard.com. Uh, we have a discussion board with a lot of very smart people in there, but they talk about every conspiracy theory that you've heard on Twitter and more. So if you're afraid of that, don't go there. Um, I've published a book, um, XFL 2020 Rise and Fall, about the 2020 XFL season. You can check it out on Amazon or through the XFL board website, there's links and I'm about to publish another book called XFL 2023 rise. That's coming out soon. It's supposed to be out already, but you know what? Sometimes these things take more time than, than you want them to look forward to uh, that. Man. And thank you. There's a lot of USFL books out there from the past I've found. So I feel like your, your stuff, if it's going to get utilized just like that stuff. There's people have recommended multiple titles for me to go back and read. It's a, I didn't know records. the history. They're records. You know, yeah. you, put it, you put it in on paper. It's a record of what happened. So guys, check that out for real. I mean, he, he's a solid author. You can check it out online as well. We appreciate you, Mark, man. You, you've been a big help in all this with me. I mean, it, getting started before we even had a show i was contacting you like hey help me out please and and you sure did man so thank you no problem matthew well as far as me player 54 podcast on any social media platform essentially out there and we're on all the uh podcast platforms just not a video cast yet so maybe maybe in due time we'll have to see what happens with this new endeavor Understood. Uh, you're always welcome to come back, Michael, man. You, if you feel like I told you in the past, if you're watching a show, even if you feel like you got some good comments, shoot me a message. I'll send you an invite, you know, unless it's a featured guest that I'm I'm interviewing on their past or history. You're always welcome. Same for you, Mark. Always welcome, guys. Thank, Much thank, as you, possible. Matthew. thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Um, appreciate you guys greatly. And uh, a question for both of you before we get off the air. Um, any clue on expansion, rebranding? Is there anything you want to give away regarding any of that in each of your own you, lanes? And you talk about our websites or our, our podcast website, yeah. podcast, yep, up both. in the air, up in the air. 
you know, I'm, I have an issue because the XFL board has been around since 2000, the year 2000. So, I mean, do I just rebrand it to whatever the new league is? I don't know. Understood. XFL is the brand for me for that website. So I don't know what to do. Maybe, maybe have a dual branding on it, but I'm, I think if the XFL gives up its brand of XFL somewhere down the road, uh, years from now, so there'll be another XFL <laughs> never because I've seen, I, I, it's like, I saw it happen after XFL 2001 failed. It's like, Oh, that's it for the XFL. But I kept the website and like, okay, it's an archive. And then all of a sudden, Mike Mitchell contacted me one day. He said, did you hear that XFL is coming back? And I'm like, yeah, I think you're joking. And then I said, first of all, I said, is this Mike Mitchell from 2001? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, you know, someone's scamming me. But no, it's true. And Vince McMahon was like thinking about bringing it back. And he did. Big surprise. So who, you don't know what's going to happen. So the brand has to stay. I think it has to be around. But. We'll wait. I don't know. What are you planning on doing, Mike? I've had ideas going to video cast. Everything's just on pause. You know, it's just you just got to see how everything plays out. Well, you, know, you rebranded re once, so I mean, you could. Well, that's the tough part, right? Do I do I stay where I'm at, and does the Player Fifty Four thing resonate with whatever this new league ends up being? I I don't know. Like, do I rebrand again? Like, yeah, just put it on pause. Operate business as usual until. You know, figure out what the league really looks like. How is it really going to yeah. be? And then yeah. we'll, so, know, go from so, there. So I think your answer, Matthew, is not, neither one of us are jumping to anything. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that, honestly, because yeah. the brands are, you're authentic. So the fact that you're really having to think about this shows your authenticity. I mean, it, yeah. my thing is, is if we're not going to have XFL, I've got to change to something to cover this new league. Um, right. Well, I, I think I told you without spilling the beans, I think you told me you were planning on branching out and covering more than just uh, XFL, USFL. You wanted to, you didn't want to pigeonhole yourself. So, yeah, we got some stuff in the works, and I should uh, this week, our show on the 30th, I'm going to present everything, and um, you should be looking at some official changes very, right. very soon our way in total. We'll watch that. So, watch the show on the 30th then. Yeah, looking yep. forward to it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that and all the support along the way. It's great. And I know you two are, are great folks to contact anytime, just on any conversation. And before, I want to note, too, Greg Parks was supposed to attend, but he was sick. So just FYI, guys at home, this conversation would have been even better with Greg. So hopefully we'll get him on again soon and then talk with him about things. But um, you, you know when the XFL announces all the players' changes and the things that we're begging for them to announce? You get Greg on for that. He'll, he's the expert on that. Yeah, he's he solid. That. Yeah, read. You can read his stuff on XFL board. He's just put out four articles for XFL. Each XFL team is staying, and who the forty-two players he thinks will be protected. So, he likes to do things like that. You know, just take a stab at it because he knows all these players and and he listed them. And of course, he's he's not going to be exactly correct, but he's probably pretty close. Yeah. No doubt, he knows his stuff. I, I, there's no, there's no uh, questioning, Greg. Uh, I don't think. I mean, just like uh, any of you guys. I mean, it's if you're saying something, there's a reason, and I trust that. I may not agree or understand enough to agree, but I trust your opinions and and what you do enough to know that y you got it. 
I'll commit to what you're saying because I, I trust you. So mm-hmm. kind of well, way I stand you. on it. Yep. You guys are great. Keep it up. We'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful night and we will see you soon. All right. Appreciate them again for coming on. Super good guest. I really enjoyed tonight. Not going to lie. I was stressing about this episode. It was a lot. You know, we had different things going, different information, different this, different that. It Solid guys, and I appreciate them greatly. Seriously. Uh, like I said, December 30th, Saturday, 7.30 p.m., we're going to drop some updates and some news regarding the the, the new expansion. The new the new plans um it's been in the works for a little while now and it's just proved to be so much more than i thought which is okay but just like the podcast you know kind of got to grow with the the growing pains you got to go as you go and, and get better in time so look forward to getting that out to everyone i'm super excited uh, brahma babe should be here to help me as well so we're going to talk and, and you'll get to know her a little bit and then i'm going to introduce everybody to the new brand and and get it going um appreciate you watching listening following thank you so much do me a favor hit that like button that's that's an issue right now we're getting a ton of views on certain podcasts but we're not getting many likes so give me a like give me a follow a little more to go Uh, like i said this brand's going to be changing soon the xfl insider podcast will still be around though i'm not canning the the show itself you know and but things have to change we've evolved um Appreciate everyone that's helps along the way with the podcast. We've got a lot of contributors, more guys and girls that have hopped on board as we went. And they, they all provide their own kind of view of things, projects, content, whatever. So appreciate everyone on the, along the way. It's been great. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Um, have a Happy New Year if you don't see me again on the 30th. And uh, I look forward to, to keeping on. Uh, hopefully we get some official news soon, y'all. Just be patient. Stay with us. Don't get all toxic. Don't listen to some crap. You know, you can gather your own opinions from your own research. If you don't want to, you don't have to listen to us even. All these links that we talked about, I'll have in the show notes. You can go through and view all this on your own and gather your own, like, hypothesis of what's occurring right now. Uh, But I appreciate it. Thanks again for watching. Thanks for following. I will see you all again very, very soon. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you.